Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello, this is Michael Adams. Nothing but the truth. We'll answer any find it. And it is still September 18th, 2015. And uh, we're going to do more on uh, the papal visit and its propaganda and uh, the elections. And we'll look at the connections between, well, with Rome. Let's see what we got here first. Let's look at some headlines. The Great Reformation, Pope Francis pushes to clean up church finances, Yahoo finances. Excitement is growing ahead of Pope Francis' visit. Yahoo Finance takes a look at the church's finance and how the Pope Francis is trying to bring them in, etc. Sure he is. <clears throat> Anakin at odds with the White House over guests for people visit Newsmax. Uh, the Pope Francis' first visit to the United States quickly approaches. A guest list for his welcome ceremony was revealed by Obama's administration, including guests. Uh, let's see about the guests here, huh? Look at him and his all white this descending dove on the cross. It looks more like a trident. As Pope Francis first visit okay administration has been guessed that not only offend the Vatican but also will test the Pope's tolerance. Wall Street Journal reports, Obama administration has decided to invite transgender activist Matteo Williamson and Vivian Taylor, <laughs> the first openly gay Episcopal bishop, and Bishop Jean Robinson and sister uh, Simon Simons Campbell. Many Pam Ono, an activist nun who leads a group criticized by the Vatican for its silence on abortion in euthanasia. Special six time model, okay, whatever. Not, all, not all that greatly insightful. What should Americans expect to hear from the Pope? NPR.org. 
most popular figures in the world's stage rise. One of the most popular figures in the world, if not the most well-known, arrived in Washington, D.C., or Washington on uh, Tuesday during his week-long stay in the U.S. It's not exactly a week, but which he never visited before. See what we expect from these folks. The cross he wears around his neck is weird. Man, they sure do worship the creature, don't they? Look at all the crowd. Pope Francis will meet President Obama to address Congress. The United Nations named a new saint. Is it Ground Zero in New York and attend the Capitol World Meeting of Families Philadelphia? Two and a half years of his papacy, Pope Francis has stunned the world with his humility and humor. <laughs> That's a bunch of crap. Uh, Father Thomas Reese, senior analyst of the National Catholic Reporter, says Francis is coming to the U.S. not just as a pastor, but also as a prophet calling on people to fulfill their duties to the world around them. Quote, our responsibility to protect the poor <clears throat> seems to be the complete opposite. And then look at the behavior of the Roman Catholic Church and how it's instrumental in creating more poor and impoverished than any other organization. It's a particular environment. Welcome immigrants. These are all very challenging ideas in the United States, which means he's going to confront the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. Don't count on any of that. In June, Pope issued a scathing document on the climate change that he and his uh, minions are creating through their geoengineering, blaming humans for having turned the earth into an immense pile of fields. Thank you very much, Rome, the New World Order. But the poor paying the highest price, and of course that's always been the case, but of course, with their humanistic, socialistic bent, he's going to change things. By killing off a bunch of us, probably. Uh, hi, July Yeah, speech to Bolivia saying that behind the harm being done to the environment is what he called the dung of the devil. And of course, you should know because he worships them. Unfettered pursuit of money. While Rome, unfettered pursuit of gold. Power, prestige, and world dominion. And somehow this time around it's going to be different, like last, huh? One capital becomes... Once capital becomes an idol guides people's decisions, this is a quote now, 
once greed for money presides over the entire socioeconomic system, it ruins society. It condemns and enslaves men and women. It destroys human fraternity. It sets people against one another. And we clearly see it even puts at risk our common home, he said. And, of course, what a brilliant strategy that would be, along with the Jesuits and the Freemasons, to create such a uh, order out of chaos. And, of course, they want their order. Father Free says the Pope's uh, critique of laissez-faire capitalism and globalization The New World Order and consumerism is based on what he saw in people's homes in the slums of Buenos Aires when he was Archbishop. So he decided to eliminate tens of thousands of them, or at least turn a blind eye. But for him, all boats are not rising. The poor people don't have boats. They are drowning, and he is going to say that the economic system is not working for the poor people. We need to do something to fix it, of course. One thing to just do is um, hey, here's an idea. Why don't you uh, uh, forgive us? All those debted poor, the poor debts, they had the power to do that. Yeah, that'd be great. Then what happened though? Francis has emerged as a diplomatic player, the number one politician in the world, introducing a global South perspective on the world stage. As he shows up at the uh, fall equinox for the sun, uh, leaving the northern hemisphere, going to the southern hemisphere, very symbolic choice. His biggest achievement it was assisting the uh, taunt between U.S. and Cuba, where he'll visit before arriving to Washington. Of course he would, because... Cuba is more important. Castro is a Jesuit. And they probably can get together and sodomize three boys. And I'm sorry, but that's just what he does. So. And a Latin America, I call it Latin because it's, well, I'm a Catholic. The process has been hailed as ending the region's Cold War division between leftist pro Castro regime and dictatorship allied with the United States. Sure. Peace, peace, peace. They show peace. It's always quiet before the storm, folks. And Massimo Franco, an expert on U.S.-Vatican relations, says the first Latin American pope wants very much to arrive in Washington from the south of the continent. 
Very symbolic once again, huh? Quote, the Pope goes to the U.S. not only as head of the Catholic Church, but also as the head of the United States of America and in the Western Hemisphere and of the Western world, where he is the image of the beast, the false prophet, the biblical historical prophetic antichrist, so that he can pretend to be a moral leader, even though he is incredibly amoral and contradicts just about everything that Christ ever said did. And I would say, as a political leader, as well, of Latin America, Franco says, one of Frank Francis' key concepts is that Latin American countries should be reunited in uh, Patera Grande. That's quotes. Or the Petagron. In his vision, the great homeland would have a more egalitarian economic and social system that could serve as a third way between free market capitalism and communism. We're in, we're in deep trouble, folks. Pope believes that the global south as much to teach the North. Franco says. Sure. As uh, they flee and run for their lives because of the destitute and impoverished desperate state that they're in. Hey, we'll all enjoy it. All the merrier, right? John Allen, a veteran, a Vatican, and analyst the Boston Globe, says Francis has a strong conviction that the United States sometimes overestimates its role in the world. I imagine that is the case, but who's the fault for that? That certainly would be uh, first and foremost coming out of the Jesuit-controlled Freemasonic media as they delude and tell everybody that we are the super a global superpower, the final one, when in reality we have been serving the Pope along the papacy and Rome. He would like America to take the role as a member of the global family rather than the boss of that family. A little bit more seriously, Alan says. And of course, once again, they don't do anything without the permission of NATO militarily and Rome and Western Europe. Because they're the major shareholders of this corporation of the United States of America. But of course, you've got to blame somebody else besides yourself. You always got to deflect the blame. And that's what this country's real role is outside of being the bull and the block, is to be the excuse, the the scapegoat for Rome once again. If it's not the United States, then it's the Jews. If it's not the Jews, then it's the Russians. If it's not the Russians, then it's the Chinese. If it's not the Chinese, then it's North Korea. If it's not North Korea, then it's capitalism. And if it's not capitalism, then it's communism. And if it's not capitalism, communism, then it's fascism. All their creations. 
The U.S. Ambassador of the Vatican, and uh, Kenneth Hatchett, says there are lots of topics the Pope may address. Quote, he may also raise issues about criminal justice, the death penalty. And by the way, they, if anybody knows about these two topics, and along with gun violence and gun violence against African Americans and young, young men, well, that would be the Pope, because the Jesuits are behind all of it. And Hatchet says, I would like him to talk about that kind of thing. To get people paused, to say, yes, it's about time. They form problem. The only thing they're serious is about all of the rest of humanity bowing down to them. Is Jesuits, satanic Jesuit society of Satan's agenda, the new world order. That they will be the masters, and you and I will be nothing more than the same old, same old, their chattel. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Boston Globe, of course, everyone being a Roman Catholic Jesuit controlled rag. Because liberals can also expect to squirm when Francis speaks about what he calls ideological uh, colonization <laughs> of the developing world, the developing world, by which Alan says he means rich, rich nations shoving a kind of liberal sexual morality that is family planning population control, abortion rights, gay rights, down the throats of society and the developing world. My forecast is heartburn for both left and right. It's just they control both of them. It's all part of their Hegelian uh, dialect. Problem action solution. Francis has been brushing up on his English, even though he'll be addressing them in Spanish. So, you know, who knows what the hell they'll be saying. Unless you could speak Spanish, you won't have a clue what they're saying. So <clears throat> Maybe that's what they'll do, is it's force everybody to speak Spanish. GOP rep... Gazar is wrong about Pope Francis failing to defend Christians. Buffeting Post, oh, I don't think so. He's not interested in Christians anyways. Now, American Catholic population isn't as big as you might think. The United States is a home, of more, a home to around 75 million Catholics. While that number marks it as having one of the largest Catholic populations, and this is massable. Like I said, we are a Roman Catholic country. Certified million. It only accounts for. 24% 24% of the American population. 
I tell you, uh, I count for all her daughter churches, throw them into the mix. And then, of course, you know those numbers at this point don't make much sense. It's clearly more than 75 million at this point. Plus, the fact is that they control everything, whether it's the CIA, the government, all high political positions, all the major uh, industries of this country. Let's see what else they got to say here. Also, see seven times Pope Francis' statements turn heads. Whatever. We uh, took a look at the relative size of Catholic populations around the globe below ahead uh, of Pope Francis' September visit to the United States. Timor Leste is 98% Catholic, the highest percentage of any country in the world outside the Vatican. Is that the same thing as East Timor these days? I haven't paid attention to it for such a long time. Maybe I should look. I believe it is. Timor-less. That would be East Timor. That's uh, there it is, Indonesia. It's now called Timor Leste. East Timor. That's where my ex-wife is. That's where she's from. What a shithole and mess that is. Thank you, Rome. Sorry for the language there, but that's the truth. Let's look at uh, countries, Christian populations, blah, blah, blah. Catholic. Angola's got a lot of Catholics. Argentina. Brazil. Brazil. Almost uh, 134 million Catholic. Uh, Burkina Faso. Huh. A lot of Catholics there. Canada's got a lot. Cameroon's got a lot. Billions. Colombia's got a lot. All of these countries that have severe problems all are Roman Catholic. If you notice that, the Democratic Republic of Congo, we've got a whole bunch of Roman Catholics and mess. The Czech Republic's got a lot. Cuba, of course. Croatia. Costa Rica. Ecuador got a lot. El Salvador. France has got tons. 
Germany's got tons. Half them, Catholic. Go back to... Oh, they just they just they decide to have them there. It's so hot. Ugh. The population of a little over seven million. Uh, Belgium is completely Catholic. Laos, not very much. Lebanon got the one point uh, one point two hundred and twenty-two million Catholics. Mexico, of course, tons. Nigeria got tons, twenty plus million. Pakistan's got quite a few considering the population. Um, Philippines, of course. Poland, of course. Peru, of course. Spain, of course. Sri Lanka's got a lot. Switzerland. United States, we got a lot. In fact, we got more in the United States than Switzerland does. I right, sure some. Getting ready to have a storm here. So. So hot, sweating. Now let's see. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of Catholics. Where am I in all this? Where am I in all this? So East Timor, Timor, Leste, East Timor is what it is. A lot of folks. A lot of folks. Oh, I'm gonna see what's going on here. Oh. Sorry about the pause. Sorry about the sedan noise. That's unbearable in this place. I don't have AC, which is like the worst combination for a guy that mess you could have. So. But I needed to get out. And I had to get out. I was forced to get out, basically. Uh, yeah, let's so see. Where are we at in all this? Mashable. Yeah. So, what else have we got in this glorious 
treadmill propaganda. Okay, mining uh, chiefs seek post blessings, Financial Times. If the mining industry wants to try to get something done these days, there is a new door to knock on the popes. A clutch of mining leaders, including chief executive of Rio Tinto, I think that's right, and Anglo-American, will hold talks in Rome. Well, let's find out why uh, these mining executives want to buy down to Rome. Maybe we won't find out. I'll get that out of the way, stupid pop-ups. Okay, um... Dovish Fed unnerves, unnerves global equity markets. Where's that? Got a whole bunch of stuff on there. One thing that's fascinating is how much of it is about the Pope. just have been a bait to get you in there. We know everyone's paying attention. Let's get out of here. So anyways, maybe what we'll do now, since we've kind of established a little bit here of how much the largest U.S. Catholic Church isn't big enough for the papal baths of 25,000 to 10 outdoor services the first pope from Americas will canonize a Spanish friar who killed and was instrumental in killing tens of millions of Native Americans um, who brought the Catholic faith to, to, to California in front of the largest Catholic church in North America, Fox News, 666 News, run by oh. Like to molt up pervert himself. <clears throat> Paper Parkway closes, causing traffic headaches already. No. Yeah, we care so much about the poor. We're going to block their traffic and keep them from um, their their daily lives of convenience that they work so hard for. Not you, Popey. Not you, Franny. You didn't do that. You want to tear it all down, don't you? Okay, where are we at? Okay, now we're going to get out of here. Spent a lot of time there, didn't we? And we're going to look now at the Democratic potential hopefuls for the uh, presidency. And we'll look at the major ones. 
course, we won't waste our time with Ron Paul. That's just a bunch of nonsense. I don't even know if he's running this time. Not that it matters, to be honest. Was he, he wasn't even a Democrat. He was supposed to be a Republican. So now we got Lincoln... Chaffee, probably the most unlikely guy to win, although he comes from the Meriden to, excuse me, I'm going to sneeze. Didn't happen. Well, Providence, Rhode Island, let's look at old Chaffee. Married a wife that's from uh, Blue Blood line, I guess, from the Danforths. Danforths? So, I don't really matter if he wins or not. He's supposed to be a, a, a Episcopalian. Uh, went to Brown University, Montana State, and Bozeman. We got Kay, uh, spouse and Stephanie, uh, Bernie Danforth, Chafee. Looks an awful lot like a Roman Catholic. Um, just your typical political opportunist and full of. Oh, not much there. Supposed to be your quote unquote liberal Republican who ended up becoming a Democrat. So. So I can't find much of him that's really interesting. His wife, actually, is much more interesting than Danforth's and her bloodline and how they are part of some very wealthy, wealthy, wealthy people who settled Rhode Island. So obviously it was a um, political move on his part. And... Yeah, let's see what he has to say about Israel. In Congress, Chaffee was was described as a particularly strong opponent of the AIPAC. APAC. Chaffee has criticized what he has characterized as the biblical influence on U.S. policy with respect to Israel. He has said he opposes the expansion of the Israeli settlements in the West Bank. Jeffy serves on an advisory council at J Street. J Street is a nonprofit liberal advocacy group based in the United States. Stated aim is to promote American leadership to end the Arab Israeli. Yeah, yeah, yeah meaning of J Streets. As in Jesuit? Well, let's find out. The Jesuits control
No, no, no. It's mostly hot. I'm getting really sick. Oh. I got... This one is supposed to be 73 degrees, but man, it's hotter than heck in here. Anyways, we'll go to the next candidate. I'll look into that more. J Street, J Street Pack. Jeremy uh, Ben Ben Amide Emmy Amy former domestic policy advisor to Clinton administration. Initial support of J Street came from the multi-billionaire George Soros. J Street Advisories Council consists of former public officials, policy experts, and community leaders in academia, including Daniel Levy, <laughs> from a high-ranking Israeli official, who was the lead was the lead drafter of the groundbreaking Geneva Institute. Initiative. Franklin Fisher and Deborah DeLee of the Americans for the Peace Now, Marcy Friedman of Brit, Democrat uh, Middle East foreign policy expert Robin Mailer. Rabbinic Cabinet. Senior rabbis of the Temple of Israel, Hollywood. <laughs> Part of it. J Street PAC acts as a traditional political action committee raising funds to support the limited number of candidates for Senate and congressional races for the 2008 congressional election. The J Street PAC raised 600000 and according to J Street 33 of the 41 candidates at back won their seats. Very Freemasonic, huh? Day Street Pack endorsed 61 candidates, three of the Senate and 58 in the House. 45 of the Pack candidates won. Interesting. J Street, Jew Street, Jesuit Street. Okay, I've had enough of that candidate. We'll move on. Sorry, I just wanted to look into that. Um, now the next one is old Hillary. We know about Hillary. She went to Wellesley College, like my son's mother's, well, her mom. She's been my son's grandma. Baby in Socialist Hall Way, Yale Law School, supposedly Methodist, whatever that means these days. Of course, she married, she was married to Roman Catholic, therefore she's Roman Catholic anyways. So, 
Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton can be on the Roman Catholic RC site for the Democrats. I think we've heard enough about her, not to think that anything's going to happen with her anyways. Oh, but she's perfect. Bought her. Okay, uh, Martin O'Malley. Governor of Maryland, and of course you know what that means. Yes, Roman Catholic. And alma mater, the Catholic University of America, the University of Maryland. So we got two Roman Catholics. One, two. You say, oh, I'm being a bigot and I'm being prejudiced. No, I'm not. This is supposed to be a presidential race that's supposed to represent the populace. This got through telling us that it only represents 20, 24% of the populace. Well, Bernie Sanders. Oh, Bernie. Bernie was a, he's a young socialist. And although he uh, supposedly his family is part of the Holocaust, he went to Brooklyn, and of course he ended up in all places, University of Chicago. Where it seems like the uh, quote unquote liberal or the left of the Jesuits, their tools and pawns, the little puppets seem to show up, like Obama. And uh, so he uh, went to the University of Chicago, Jewish, but he's Young People Socialist League and the Socialist Party of America. Registered as an independent and is pro Israel all the way. I don't know if anyone believes that Bernie Sanders is going to be, but I would not be surprised in the end if he plays a big part in the presidential elections. See where I'm at with all this. Oh, I must lost it. One thing certainly, uh, the Pope should uh, should be liking Bernie. If the Republican establishment thinks that it has problems with Donald Trump, which it doesn't, of course, because it does your Jesuit stews. He's there just to play games. Uh, just wait until Pope visits America next month and endorses socialist Bernie Sanders. This is from the AIM.org, A-I-M. And for those who don't know, that's the accuracy in media. Endorses socialist Bernie Sanders for president. Such a move, which is not beyond the realm of possibility would put the head of the Roman Catholic Church firmly in the Democratic Party camp during the critical election year in which Republicans hope to turn back the tide of transformational Marxism, Marxism represented by, of all people, President Obama. 
a story on the Catholic uh, news site is Pope Francis is going to endorse Bernie Sanders. Look seriously at the possibilities. The article uh, noted the words of the Pope during his trip to America, quote, will be heard by millions of American Catholics who are one of the most influential voting blocs in today's political landscape because they actually run the government. <sighs> and it said today's topics such as income inequality, health care, and environment are resonating with voters and Pope Francis has come down on these issues in such a way as to annoy many conservative Catholics. The end result of many Catholics could be contemplating, not contemplate a prayer, but contemplating a vote for a liberal candidate, particularly a self-described democratic socialist like Bernie Sanders. Meanwhile, the article in the Jesuit publication, America, says there are seven Catholic candidates running for president. But that, the one quoting Pope Francis, the most often is a Jewish guy from Vermont. But in fact, the one socialist quotes another socialist is really not that surprising. While Sanders openly calls himself a socialist, some of the media are trying to insist Pope Francis who is coming to America in September, is not a socialist. A writer in the liberal magazine Newsweek said back in 2013 that the notion that Pope Francis was a true socialist is absurd. And that is certainly the case if you look at his behavior in Argentina. Uh, or maybe not. Maybe that's what socialists do. I mean, really, it's maybe a fascist or a communist, right? They got blood on their hands, and it doesn't make much difference. I think he's just a good old Jesuit. That's what he is. Isn't it interesting that Madame Weishaupt had knew Karl Marx somehow, some way, had some kind of connection? Francis and these executives from the United Nations openly urged, quote, the legitimate redistribution of economic benefits by the state. We're in deep crap. Anyways, so where we have so Bernie Sanders, uh, you know what? He's in he's in uh the Pope's pocket, the pub. So he's not a Jesuit, not a Roman Catholic, but so what? We got Chansey that has no chance in hell to win anyways, but his connections with Blue Bloods uh, makes him the reason why he's there, but then you got Bernie Sanders. Uh, who's your your nice uh, uh, Marxist representative and a buddy of Pope? 
I think you start to see the picture here in the United States. Once again, last night there were uh, Democrat, uh, the Republicans. They had Jeb Bush, Roman Catholic, uh, Rand Paul, Roman Catholic, uh, Carly, Fierk, uh, Fiorana. Husband's Roman Catholic. She's Roman Catholic. Ted Cruz is pretty much Roman Catholic. Um, Chris Christie's Roman Catholic. Um, where are we at with all this? Who's the other boss? I was on the bus. Oh, yeah. Um, Trump. Controlled by the Jesuits. So, uh, and um, whoever the other person is. So there, it's pretty much locked in. Roman Catholics control the the the, uh, the Republican side of the of the, the uh, presidential race. So far, outside of Chancy, of course, you know, the man is owned and bought by somebody. He's not going to be no little threat. You got Hillary, Roman Catholic connection with the pre- Bill Clinton. Pretty much, she's born Catholic. O'Malley's uh, Catholic, Bernie Sanders is a big buddy of the uh, communist um, Jesuit O'Franny. So we've got a couple of Pavian Sutley. We've really got some great selection of folks here now. And finally, uh, let's see, we got uh, our, uh, Jim Webb. Let's find out about Jim Webb. Oh, by the way, his his wife is Roman Catholic, devout Roman Catholic. And he went to Georgetown University Law Center, supposedly non-denominational Christian. But if your wife's Roman Catholic, uh, you're going to the Roman Catholic Church, doesn't matter. Unless you got a pretty Vietnamese woman, uh, she's pretty much owning you. So he's Roman Catholic. So Webb's Roman Catholic. So the four main, uh, or five main, Democratic uh, candidates, minus, what's his face? Chancy or whatever. Chaucy or... They pretty much could do whatever. He's going to do whatever his uh, blue blood family uh, wife tells him to do, so he's not going anywhere. Uh, other candidates. The following individuals have taken uh, one or both of the following actions. Formally announced the candidacy at, uh, uh, with the FEC. None have been listed in any polls, majors or otherwise. Got Jeff Boss. Perennial candidate. Okay. 9-11 truther. Oh, I think. But unfortunately, folks, all these folks, uh, Chicago mayoral candidate, Willie Wilson, Robbie Wells, the former head football coach, uh, Savannah State University. Man, that guy's you got some pretty arrogant and proudful people. Lawrence 
Lessig, Rapid City, Dakota, Harvard Law School, Massachusetts. Uh, Harry Braun, energy consultant, Georgia. Uh, I don't think any of these minor candidates will rise to the top. Well, let's just find out about a few of these folks. But Jeff Boss. The conspiracy theorist. Hmm. New Jersey. Let's look at Jeff Boss. Man, it's hot. It's unbearably hot. Really stagnant. Feels like freaking Florida. Ooh, on a muggy night when the wind's not blowing. So I'm sorry about all the dead air. But that's what happens when it's just one guy doing it. And the Roman Catholic convert repeated the feat two years ago later, winning the re-election. So he's in their pocket. He's not going to tell you the truth about the Jesuits, not one bit. Harry Braun. <clears throat> of course, they don't even bring you to these minor candidates. You got to you got to dwell. You got to dig yourself to find out what religious orientation they are. And. Photobiologist, hydrogen economy, solar power. President's candidate, uh, he's, he's a long-termer. I know he's, he's an advocate. It's a good way to, to advertise yourself, though. So, okay, so let's get back to this. So all of the Republican Party are, are Republicans, except for uh, Trump, which... Well, he's Jesus on him, so he's... And I can't remember if his wife's Republican or not. But Jesuits own him. Then on the, on the Democratic side, they're all basically... Uh, I saw Bernie, who is your uh, socialist, your token Jewish socialist. Uh, Going to make those three Supreme Court justices happy. Um, you got... Uh, Basically, Roman Catholics, except for uh, Lincoln here, which won't matter much anyways. Unless there's a need for his uh, particular blue blood clout. Oh, yeah, the other guy. What's the other guy on the Republican side? My uh, governor, Casey, whatever the heck his name is, uh, he's... 
or to, he's a Anglican, so that basically makes him all Catholic too. So, so it, it's looking really darn good, regardless of who it is. Most people that put their money on Jeb Bush uh, as uh, the future president. That doesn't mean it could be the case. Um, wouldn't really matter at the end of the day if he's president or not at this point. Um, looks to me like it's a lock. Folks, this time around, you and I, for the first time since JFK, are going to have a, a, a Roman Catholic president. See. And there looks like there's no turning back from here now, so. Uh, American Protestantism is dead. Uh, outside for a few people like myself sweating away in their little place that they have. Fans blurring, blowing, isolated, and pretty much helmets. Not going to make much of a difference, so. Oh, Mike, you could be more positive, right? Well, there's no point being really more positive than that. It must be best to be realistic, so. Now we can go back to this and see a couple things. Johnny Ceruti sent a looks like a mass email. I'm not sure. Uh, do you feel like? Oh yeah, that's me. I'm wondering if you want to come on and have fun doing this, but the. Yes, he's busy. It is Friday night. Terry posted, you got to love the sophistry of the Republican debates when you know and understand who is putting them in front, the Jesuits, and who to mock Americans with good values who love their country and makes you want to laugh or cry or rage. The way Rome. Uh, the way Rome works as well. Just a quick... Political of or, or related to Jesuits, Jesuitism, of uh, lower caste practicing casuistry, uh, something uh, I can't understand what that is. Or or vacation, or 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 I think it's equivocation or equivocation. That's what it is. It's got two words together. It's supposed to be or equivocation. Using subtle or over uh, subtle, uh, subtle reasoning, crafty, sly, intriguing. Americans who love America, this is from Johnny, have been uh, repeatedly beat down with the destruction of their rights, enslavement, and the police state complete impoverishment at devaluing the dollar. A total 
abrogation of their constitutional rights. Mm. If you ever had any constitutional rights, that's up to debates, but regardless. At the uh, every level of government, central, state, and local, traitors subversive rule so that not even a neighborhood uh, cop will ask about the sea of illegal aliens surrounding you like a conquering army. In fact, that's exactly their purpose, to destroy America's national identity, weaken havoc with crime and social services, and infuriate good Americans. This can make more than a few people quite upset, and that's very useful to the Jesuits who wield the Hegelian dialectic-like champions. The purpose is to steer blinded Americans where they will self-destruct in an imploding uh, fascist fiasco. Uh, taking their patriotism and warping it into something heinous to be used against them. This is greatly exacerbated by papal puppets who take public uh, anger and are allowed to speak with many Americans, allowed to speak what many Americans think, but of course never act on it. Worse, they will often take these sentiments and push them to unnecessarily embracing or embarrassing levels to mock you with. The latest clown in this sideshow has been Donald Trump. He's far more of a B-grade actor than he is a serious businessman, which is why he's where he is. All of the usual Jesuit mouthpieces of disinformation are now pushing the Trump bandwagon. Why was Trump selected? Trump, Trump spent two years at Jesuit Fordham, and Trump's son, Eric, not only went to Jesuit Georgetown, but is a board member of the Georgetown Business School and Public Policy Initiative Board of Advisors. Those you're going to have, there's no, there's just no getting around this one, folks. While everyone's been asleep, the Jesuits managed to take total and absolute control of everything. Well, that's a dangerous thing, isn't it, when you think about it? Boy, it's lonely to be a Christian. It really is lonely. 
feels like there's about three of us out there at times. And the other two are too busy to talk to the third one, so it's just uh, very lonely. Um, in fact, the recent board, uh, uh, the rest of the board lists like a who's who in the circles of the ruling elite and controlled opposition. President of the European Commission from uh, 2004 to 14, His Excellency Jean-José Mandel Barroso, a Georgetown alumnus, Honorable Tom Daschle, Roman Catholic radical leftist, who spent decades uh, ensconced in the political halls of power, eventually rising to be both Senate Minority and Majority Leader, CEO Hewitt Packett, Packer uh, Carly Fiorina, another darling of the sophistry that is current Republican political seed and married to Roman Catholic. But it's also a board of <laughs> Georgetown. <laughs> Uh, what's this, uh, the policy initiative board of advisors, George, down there? Um, uh, His Excellency, this uh, uh, this Fox, former president of Mexico, from 2000-2006, he was chief executive officer of the for the poison of Coca-Cola to be spread throughout Latin America. Oh boy, Pope, really? The Papacy, the Jesuits just love their people in Latin America. They just want they just want us to have what they have. Come on. Let's just share the wealth. So they can be more and more concentrated in fewer, fewer hands, and we'll just kill each other off. Meanwhile, the blue bloods ruling elites, and the Jesuits kick back and uh, count their gold bars and plan for their future. Fox was Jesuit educated in both Champagne uh, High School or Champ, yeah, Champion Champion High School uh, and the Universidad. Uh, I bore Rome, Menica. Fox has even lobbied before Congress to increase their uh, treason on the border and and of itself an act of subversion. Mormon John John Huntsman, former ambassador uh, to China, Former governor of Utah, Huntsman is a graduate of the University of Pennsylvania. More on that shortly. This is the Skishi Dr. Kabal Kaleb Bid Fanai Al Fanai, a member of the ruling family of Qatar. His Excellency Alexander Quest. 
Krasnansky, uh, president of Poland from 1995 uh, to 2005, just named a few of these. This board, the Business Society of Public Policy Initiative Board of Advisors. Well, you got to have those guys, that's for sure. Somehow, Reddit allowed this fantastic article by the mysterious Veritas Equitas that I will repost in its entirety. Donald Donald Trump has been the subject of media fa- uh, frenzy as of late. It seems that a considerable amount of those who subscribe to alternative sources of information are Trump supporters. They see him as some kind of rebel going against both the Republican and Democratic parties as exemplified by his recent non-commitment to support the Republican nominee for a president. Could it be, though, that Donald Trump is a, quote, false flag candidate, end of quote, being used to secure the vote for an ever-increasing independent candidacy in order to and to inevitably lure the U.S. into a false sense of uh, positive political novelty, and thus to subsequently impose Jesuitical right-wing fascism leading to the uh, nationwide race war as devised by masters of class and uh, Adversitism, the son of Loyola. Can't read that word. I guess it's supposed to be adversarialism, the son of Loyola. Okay, and uh, very, it very well could be. Here's why: Trump claims to be a to be Presbyterian, yet. He attended Jesuit Fordham University for two years and then transferred to the covertly Jesuit-controlled University of Pennsylvania. The University of Pennsylvania is funded by various papal court Jews, notably the... uh, uh, Annenberg Foundation, started by Papal Knight and uh, Hofstede Walter Herbert. I think that's what it is. I think it's supposed to be Hefjude. I don't know what the heck that word is. My apologies. Can't read it. <clears throat> Walter Herbert Annenberg. Annenberg briefly attended the University of Pennsylvania in his youth and later established the Annenberg School of Communication at the University of Pennsylvania. Mr. Annenberg is a knight commander of the Order of St. Gregory the Great. 
Court Jew David L. Kahn is the chairman of the Board of Trustees of the University of Pennsylvania, as well as uh, and something oh, alumnus of the University of Pennsylvania. He is also the executive vice president of Comcast. He was recently named co-chairman of the Leadership uh, Planning Committee of the Roman Catholic World Meeting of Families in Philadelphia, which is the coming of the papal, the Pope of Philadelphia. The University of Pennsylvania could be renamed Hofstra University. Hofstra. I guess that's what it is, H-O-F-J-U-D-E, Hofstra University, because it's enormous amount of uh, papist Jewish funding and leadership, and really the entire Pennsylvania area is controlled by the Roman Catholic hierarchy by the Jesuit provincial holding jurisdiction over Pennsylvania, the Archbishop of Philadelphia, and Bishop of Pittsburgh in conjunction with the temporal coadjutor government official officials produced from UPenn University of Pennsylvania and the following Roman Catholic or Catholic funded universities La Salle's University uh, and do Duskin? I don't know how to pronounce it, folks. It's T-U-K-U-E-S-N-E. Duskini University, Pennsylvania State University, Villanova University, Temple University, St. Joseph University. I think the other day when I was doing an interview with somebody, I can't remember if it was Keith or who it was. And I said it was St. Joseph or St. John's University was in Toledo. I meant to say Tiswood uh, High School. Just remembered just now that I said that wrong. That was a couple of weeks ago. Um, Protestants do not attend Roman Catholic institutions, especially Counter Reformation Jesuit institutions like Fordham. University. So Trump is, at the very least, an apostate from having done that. However, the story does not end with Trump. And we'll give Trump a break because everybody is concerned so about Protestants in this country is apostate anyway. So, at this point, whether they know it or not, I think the majority of them have no idea. So. Out of the five ch- children he has, three listed in the Wikipedia have attended the following schools. Donald John Trump Jr., uh, alma mater, University of Pennsylvania. Ivan, uh, Ivanka Maria Trump, uh, alma mater, University of Pennsylvania. Eric Frederick Trump, alum, alma mater, George Town University, and of course, if you want to rise to the top in this country, you're going to go to 
some of these universities. That's just how it is, folks. So I'll give them a break on that, but it's still valid information in the sense that you would reinforce the fact that you do live in a Roman Catholic physical control country at this point, if not always, and that you um, if you want to rise to the top. If your kids want to rise to the top, as far as the power structure, tell them to go to Jesuit Fordham or Georgetown. Try to get a, a scholarship there. Now, I say you want to follow the Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, tell them not to do that, okay? <laughs> all depends on who you are and what your values are. I put my values, faith in Jesus Christ. You want to put it in uh, the Jesuits, then you'll get your reward. What profits a man to gain the whole world but lose his own soul? And that's what you're going to get. There uh, you have it. Uh, Trump, in addition to being affiliated with both the Jesuit Fordham and covertly Jesuit UPenn, has at least three children who are all alumni to UPenn and notorious Jesuit University. Whether it be Trump, Jeb Bush, Hillary Clinton, or even Bernie Sanders, that ends up winning the 2016 election. All these candidates are connected to Rome and all will only serve to implement the tyrannical neo-Romanist policies of the papacy and its professed soldiers of the Society of Jesus. And uh, I will put that in the information box for those who want to see that. <clears throat> this is the page out of the book and another fake mouthpiece of the controlled opposition right, Patrick Joseph Buchanan. As a Holocaust denier, Buchanan's anti-Semitism has earned him his own page on the Anti-Defamation League website. Buchanan learned how to be a Pied Piper of American right, of the American right, of America's right, from the Jesuits at Gonzaga College High School in Georgetown University. In textbooks fashion, Buchanan's phony right agenda sat across the openly hard left agenda of Chris Matthews at, N and it's at, at NBC. Matthews has been dutiful, uh, dutiful communist Catholic having gone to St. excuse me, to LaSalle's College High School in Widemore, uh, Pennsylvania, and then learning from the Jesuits more openly at the their college at the Holy Cross. Once Matthews was indoctrinated by the Jesuits, he was slidden, slidden in, or slid in to, slid in to tell Jimmy Carter what to say as his speechwriter. Much of the same way another Jesuit-educated plant, John Favreau, did for the teleprompter-in-chief 
Barack Obama, uh, Barack Hussein Obama. I like Johnny. Johnny's smart. He's still growing with the growing page like all the rest of us. But uh, he's a good researcher. When he gets mine on something, he does a good job researching it. Um, yeah, so Matthews then spent six years as chief of staff the House Speaker Thomas P. Tip O'Neill, also Jesuit educated at Boston College. O'Neill was the hardcore Catholic communist who stood opposite of the fake right that was the, the Ronald Reagan presidency. It was a presidency that saw a, a massive legalizing of illegal illegal South American Catholic invaders, a treasonous curtailing of the Second Amendment and the thrusting of the dagger into the heart of, the Amer- of America by reinstating the political ties with the Vatican sovereign city-state and moved personally commended by Reverend Billy Graham, which, when you look at the fact that the, the Psalms, the Knights of Malta, and their control of things already, it really just a matter of formalities. Spokane, Washington, a dialectical named spokesman. What's a dyslexical name? Oh, <laughs> that's me, dyslexical. Uh, Spokane, Washington, dyslexical named the Spokeman Review from uh, 7 of February two, uh, 18, excuse me, 1984. Spokane, Washington, named, okay, okay. These ties were severed after American discovered the Vatican Jesuit cabal was responsible for both the Civil War and the assassination of the president, Abraham Lincoln. As an American look back, uh, as Americans look back at Ronald Reagan's uh, Reagan's presidency, many forgot how well radical leftist O'Neill worked with conservative Reagan. The reality has creeped out of out from time to time, so much so that Thomas P. O'Neill III was given a platform at the New York Times in 2012 to convince us otherwise. To paraphrase a sometime friend of my father, there they go again, and a quote. Hi, Michael. No, Luke. Guess please. Guess who is left us? Well, 
Most people don't want to get an education. Uh-huh. What do we have with this? Okay, twice in their debate on Wednesday, President Obama and Mitt Romney brought up the names of my father, Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan, the Republican icon asserting that the relationship between Reagan and my father, a Democrat who was Speaker of the House, for most of Reagan's presidency should serve as a model for how political leaders can differ deeply at issues, yet work together for the good of the Jesuits. I mean, the country, excuse me. It is not a new idea, as Washington has become increasingly partisan and increasingly deadlocked. A misty uh, uh, aura has grown around O'Neill and Reagan's years. They are two men from humble Irish Catholic American backgrounds. <laughs> what both men deplored more than the other a political philosophy was a stalemate. A country that was so polarized by ideology and party policy, and it could not move forward in the Roman Catholic Jesuitical agenda of dismantling this country. And I believe that probably in our lifetime now, it looks like very short, probably within a decade or so, don't know the time, they will uh, thoroughly have dismantled this country. In fact, I would not be surprised in my lifetime that what we know as United States of America won't even be a country. It'll be a bunch of countries. At least two. Maybe more. Man. It's supposed to be 73 degrees outside, but it feels like it's 100 in this place. I don't know why it's so damn hot. Excuse my language. Fans running and glare this on Lana. Sorry for the background noise, but it's a time in a man's life when he just has to not worry about others. Gotta worry about himself. <laughs> yeah, good old Red Ronnie. They try to make you and I think that that guy was really cared about the, the average man, this country. Oh, red, 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 white, and blue. Red, Ronnie. Red, Ronnie. So there you have it. The, most, the main point in all this was to, just to have a thorough understanding and discovery of the two sides of the party and the fact that, you, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have a Roman Catholic presence. Now, whether you care about it or not, that's one thing that you should, even if you're Roman Catholic. Based on history and what the Jesuits do, especially to Roman Catholics, especially liberals, it's bad news. There's a lot of good Roman Catholics out there that are probably going to have a big hurt going their way, along with others. I love sacrificing minorities, especially blacks. 
Yeah, and they'll use the Mexicans to do that. That's the way they do usually do things. Um, so anyways, tomorrow night, looks like we'll have um, Dave from uh, Out of the Dark and the Light on. If it works out. 10 o'clock p.m. I've had enough. This is way too hot. I'm so sick of suffering. Ah, <laughs> uh, what's this? What is this? Maybe we can go back this for a little bit. We've got fans blaring and everything else, and nothing's happening. You know, it's still hotter than heck. It's 73 degrees out, but it's hotter than heck in there. Like somebody's got the heat on or something. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. By moving forward, uh, Reid pushed the radical left Catholic communist agenda, historic tax reforms, seven tax increases, a strong united front that brought down the Soviet Union, all came of a, a commitment to find common ground. One of the damnedest things is that they didn't tell you why they were bringing down the communism, uh, uh, the Soviet Union. They were bringing down this country. Now you're seeing the fruits of it. I don't know what to say to you folks. Except you, you have been pumped. You've all been pumped. <clears throat> I don't know. People must think I'm nuts. Sometimes I think I'm nuts too, but unfortunately, yeah, I live in a world where there's nobody to talk to, so this is my version of communicating with the world uh, or somebody because nobody really wants to talk about this stuff. Nobody around me wants to talk about it. I don't think anybody even cares about the truth. I think they're lovers of themselves. What they can get out of it. I think that's about it. Anyways, we, uh, we always throw, quote, fighting commies and a quote in America when Americans are uh, staggered by just how much damage has been done to their nation. If you're killing America by fighting commies, you can't be all bad, except when you realize the Jesuits created communism and were manipulating the entire Cold War for their own ends. President Reagan knew my father, uh, this is a quote with this, treasured Boston College. So uh, he was the centerpiece of a dinner, a dinner at the Washington Hilton Hotel that raised $1 million to build the O'Neill Library. That's all it took back then? Wow. When Reagan was shot at the same hotel, my father went to his hospital room to pray by his bed. No, my father and Reagan weren't close friends. Famously, after 6 p.m., 
on a, quite a few work days, they would sit down for drinks at the White House. Hmm, sounds like close friends to me. In fact, you could say the same thing about Chris Matthews and Pat Buchanan. After Buchanan was, quote, forced to leave, end quote, NBC, Matthews shocked his audience by praising him profusely. Coulter has equally shocked his audience, her audience. Despite being known as a bomb-throwing bombshell on the right, she has consistently supported machine candidates for high office like N.J. Governor Chris Christie, who's a Roman Catholic, obviously. And Coulter is, uh, this country needs Chris Christie, daily caller. For the second time in a week, conservative commentator Ann Coulter said the country needed New Jersey Governor Chris Christie to run for presidency, reported The Hill. I quote, I don't care if Chris Christie wants to run. His country needs him. It appears Coulter said in a, a Monday interview with Fox News, 666 News. Quote, there are a few things he has a little bit soft on. We have to run somebody, and if we don't run Chris Christie, it's going to be Romney because the Republicans' primary voters are some reason, for some reason, refuse to do any uh, research before voting. They vote for the name of anyone they've ever heard before. Quite frankly, if you end up doing the research, by the time you're done doing the research, there's really no reason to vote. That's pretty much what it comes down to, it, isn't it? Uh, during her speech at Saturday's conservative political action conference, Coulter said President Barack Obama will be re-elected for a 2012 presidency if Christie decides not to run against him. If we don't run Chris, Chris Christie, Romney will be the nominee and we'll lose, Coulter said. <laughs> i give me my check, paycheck so I can go Worship my lizard king. As above mentioned, comment show, she also had an on again off again relationship with Massachusetts Governor Willard Mitt Romney. Lately, it is on again. Uh, Coulter, Mitt Romney, and 2016, Cruz, a disaster on illegal immigration, real clear politics. I don't know if I want to spend much time with Walter. I don't really care what that 
serpent woman thinks anyways. I'm sure her and Lady Gaga get together and worship Satan, so I really don't care. Um, Back in 2012, the Jesuits at Forum made a big show out of uninviting her to speak in brining enthusiasm, brining euthanasia, opponent Peter Singer in. Good for Fordham University, the school, college, Republicans have canceled an uh, appearance by Ann Coulter the prominent conservative pundit known for her uh, slash-and-burn rhetorical tactics. If students could have gone ahead with the talk, Joseph McShane, S.J. Fordham president, made it clear that in the interest of freedom of expression, the university would not stand in the way if the club uh, reality wanted to provide a platform for Miss Coulter. Okay, I don't know if all of this Miss Coulter stuff. Whenever the Jesuits plant needs, conservative credentials, they rail against communism. It's safe and it's completely contained. As I state in my book, the Jesuits created communism via their reduction camps, reduction settlements in Paraguay, Argentina, Brazil, Bolivia, oh, and by the way, the Great Lakes region, including Ohio and Pennsylvania, but I'm all that was just passed. But I'm adding that. For my own research, you had reduction camps right here. They had generations, uh, primordial. Uh, proselytes to help them come up with the Catholic communism from Thomas Aquinas to Thomas More and their uh, their version of their utopia. This is the suppression of the Templars in 1307 and Roman Luciferian who never to put their own names and faces on any other malignant machinations and the Jews have been a covenant convenient and willing scapegoat ever every time. Once the communist threat was created, it was insinuated that every level of the American life, the infiltration was so bad that it was Time to put up some outrageous resistance from the corrupt Irish Catholic senator named Joseph McCarthy. As a usual for anything, America must be humiliated for. From Hiroshima to Abu Ghraib, the Jesuits framed us for it. Well, the Jesuits did it themselves. Antics that later became known as McCarthyism were hatched from the father sorry of American foreign policy, Edmund Walls, S.J.
I think of race as far as better word for God. Okay, anyway, it's just in this article here about Mark Judge, American Spectator, about McCarthyism. Uh, I don't feel like reading that. The uh, Georgetown School of Foreign Service is named after a man who shielded Rome from her involvement in creating the Third Reich. If the Vatican and the Jesuits are not up to their eyeballs in provoking wars and creating general chaos worldwide, then why did Georgetown Jesuit priest Edmund A. Walls handpick and place mass murderer Joseph Stalin in power? If Walsh wasn't a kingpin in the New World Order, how could he have the power to use the American money to fund Russian communism. How could he have had the power to handpick FDR and Eisenhower to push a phony, controlled World War II onto the American people? How could Walsh, the creator of the School of Foreign Services, of Georgetown have had the power to act as chief consultant to the Nuremberg trial judges in order to keep the Jesuits and the Vatican connection to the Nazis out of the public record as well as ensuring some prominent Nazis were never convicted. If Walsh was only a harmless school teacher as depicted by the Jesuits, how come he was instrumental in establishing diplomatic relations for the U.S. government in the Baghdad way back in 1931? How come he personally assisted uh, uh, Plutarco Elisa Kalez and the formation of the National Revolutionary Party at the PR, excuse me, the PNR, ensuring the security and primacy of the Catholic Church and Mexico politics party, and the party, and an alliance that remains unbroken to this day. Of course, all these important questions have never been answered by U.S. leaders and the Vatican. Why? Because it would show beyond a reasonable doubt that uh, the two entities are working together to destroy America from within and have been doing it for a very, very long time. That's great to Maxie who bailed out and having a show with me tomorrow because he's leaving the country. Oh, no, it's okay. I'm not really that important. I understand. But I don't understand why you leave the country for three months when the typical historical prophetic antichrist is here. And you spend all that time doing that. But then again, one of these days we'll find out. It could be something that I asked or said. Oh, the infighting goes on. 
between all these old timers, which are not really old timers, the Samaskis uh, and the, the Phelps of the world, the uh, Tom Francis and the Walter Stickles and everybody else. York, Blissman, they all really like to fight, don't they? Uh, Joe McCarthy was trained up by the Jesuits at Marquette, same location where another 2016 Republican presidential candidate, Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker, was trained. They, their brother alumni include comedian Chris Farley, who died at the magic Luciferian age of 33. Speaking of uh, untimely deaths, reporter James Wright Foley, who was supposedly beheaded by the ISIS, was also trained by the Jesuits Marquette. It's probably only a coincidence that Foley was working for a U.S. aid, USAID, a non-governmental organization, NGO, thought by independent journalists to be nothing more than the front for the CIA operations. A mass was given at Marquette for James. So whether he attended is up for speculation. Marquette is actually quite proud of Joseph McCarthy. Maybe that's why Ed Coulter is a fan too. McCarthyism, the Rosetta Stone of liberal eyes. When I wrote a ferocious defense of say, uh, Senator McCarthy, Joseph McCarthy and treason, liberal treachery from the Cold War to the War of Terrorism, liberals chose not to agree with me. Instead, they posted uh, a scrolling series of reasons not to read my book. But, yeah, you're wasting your time if you read anything from Oh, let's see. This is a very extensive article. Johnny, thumbs up. You did a really good job here, buddy. Did you ever hear of this? You did a good... He is a good researcher. He just writes good articles. Come on. got a lot more energy than I have. Makes you wonder why God chose me. Uh, I can barely get through a day. I can barely walk from one end of my place to the other. Barely take a crap, to be honest with you. Anyways, you can you can read more from this. I believe you can find this on johnnysarucci.com. And um, I think I've done enough. That's enough for everybody to hear my voice. I think I've got the point across. And since nobody's here anymore, um, I'm blinded, so... 
Anyways, God bless and take care. Until the next time. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.